Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Drew Hill covers the Memphis Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian Award winner, honoree, good person, better writer. Joins us every Thursday. What's up, brother? Congratulations. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, you know, I I wonder sometimes how much, like, these things matter. But I will say it is really nice to be like just recognized for hard work. And this is now the second year in a row where I've gotten beat writing, which matters a lot to me because I want to be one of the best in that category. And uh, I've been blessed, man. The, the jaw stuff did well. I'm glad the Bane stuff did well. I'm, I'm hopeful that the Jaren stuff will also get awarded next year. And shout out to all the Memphis media because we had a ton of Memphis media all in that top ten everywhere. So uh, it was really great to see, and and what a what a what a great place to work. What a great place to write about sports. Yeah. So wh- how so um, in terms of the category, it's it's uh, Memphis and West Memphis. Is that uh, who's eligible for this for these awards? <laughs> no, it's not. It's basically it. So it's divided by circulation right so i can't recall exactly but like think about cities roughly the same size as as memphis so like maybe like the louisville kentuckys of the world or like you know cities around i'm sure knoxville's probably in our same category just like cities that have roughly the same amount of people that's who you're competing against gotcha. and then all the way up to like espn competes against the new york times you know what i mean yes that, yes 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 yeah so that's kind of how it works it is it is i will say like again i haven't i haven't worked anywhere else so it's <clears throat> you know take that for what it's worth uh i know you have but it does feel like this this memphis sports scene lends itself to great stories you know not only like just the people, but the the passion, right? Like in order, you know, there, there's the story itself, and then there's the audience. And I think it's I think it's really cool. And obviously, I I I talk to an audience. I, I write for an audience at the Daily Memphian. Like, it, I think it's really cool to know that if you're doing sports in Memphis, if you're writing about sports in Memphis or talking about sports in Memphis, people care. You know, people want to hear about the stories. They want to read the stories. And I don't necessarily know if that's the way it is everywhere. Um, and so I think that's the that's the cool thing about Memphis is that there, it is really the DNA here. Yeah, it really is. That's true. And it's great to, to be a part of that. And I think part of what makes Memphis great, too, 
uh, are a great place to write about sports is that this city is a city that has struggle. And I think that actually makes it, it makes some of the stories better, you know? Um, and so yeah, yeah, I would agree with everything you just said. I think that um, people do really care here, especially about basketball. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough, fortunate enough to work a few different places, um, all of which are extremely passionate about college sports. And this was the first professional city in which I've lived in. And to now be covering the Grizzlies and just to see how much the Grizzlies matter to absolutely everyone here. Um, it, it's pretty special. And, uh, I don't, I try not to take it for granted. You know, it's, it's pretty cool to have this job. It's pretty cool to be able to go down and, and watch basketball and talk basketball for a living. It's kind of what I would have always dreamed of when I was a kid. You know, there are days I question what's going to happen with this industry, if it's going to make it, um, you know, it, it, in general, where is is sports media going? Am I behind the eight ball knowing that sports betting is becoming so huge? Like, I, I, I do wonder, like, what is the future of sports media now that sports betting exists? There are a lot of questions, but I enjoy doing the job, and that's great. And that's that should come first uh, in this, my happiness. Well, you wrote a great series about Jaron Jackson Jr. that we talked about last week, and you, you just mentioned again. What did you think of his game last night? The 33 points, 13 rebounds. I will say, Drew, that you know afterwards we saw where I think it was in the third quarter where Anthony Edwards switches over to him, and you know Finch says he basically cut his water off. I mean, there was a difference, and it was amazing to watch Anthony Edwards at his size want to guard Jaron Jackson Jr. But overall, the performance, another 38 minutes logged, uh, the guy just continues to go out there and put forth uh, an effort that, quite frankly, Drew, I'm hoping there's, that we could start to curb a little bit, maybe lower these minutes as we get closer to the inevitable, you know, the season ending in a, in a, in a you know, uh, you hoping you get the best lottery pick. Yeah, a few thoughts on that. Um, first of all, on just the game itself, I, I thought it was one of his best performances of the season. I, it was highly efficient at first, and you're right, at the end it kind of dropped off, but that's also kind of the result of, logging heavy minutes like that. Like yep. he looked like he was out of gas too. Had because to be. you gotta remember, like he's not just playing his typical Jaron role on this team. Like they've got this guy playing point guard basically. Yeah, he's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's crazy too because, you know, I was half joking with Parker Fleming on Twitter, I remember a few weeks ago when he said, well, does anyone w- want to point out what Jaron playing point guard kind of looks like? And he was uh, he was referring to Giannis, of course. And I was like, well, you know, you've, you've got the same offensive mind running the same system in which Giannis oftentimes, mm. you know, brings the ball up the floor. And if you squint, you can kind of see the ways that they're used as similar. The difference is that Giannis is this dominant physical presence that no one can really contend with who uses his size so well that he's an MVP candidate because he makes the right reads and he can get to the basket whenever he wants. And he's physically imposing and can grab his own misses. And that's the difference is like, Jaron is not that he's not physically imposing, but I did think that last night he was physical, which was a big uh, help to the team. And so that if you want to envision something like that, Although that is far-fetched, and I'm not saying that Jaron will ever be Giannis, because he probably won't. Giannis is a two-time MVP and an NBA champion, the finals MVP. 
Um, but if you want to envision that, it starts with Jaron being big and physical. And I think that he showed a little bit of that. And then uh, on terms of like fading him out the rest of the way, yeah. I, I do think that they at some point will want to do that. I also want to see him meet the minimum game requirement. Oh, yeah, what, that's important. Five, yeah. Like, yeah. get there because he's going to be on an all-defense team. He's probably not going to be all-NBA. Um, but if you're on the all-defensive team, I think that you know that is an accomplishment that he deserves and one that he Agreed. should want after winning Defensive Player of the Year last year. Although it's not quite the same this season, so much has changed around him. It would just nice be nice for him to get that honor. Yeah, we were talking. We were talking about obviously last night. Uh, uh, upstart, promising young player, LeBron James had uh, just a fantastic uh, come from behind performance. Honestly, one of probably his iconic performances of the regular season. And we were talking about look, someday uh, he's thirty nine years old. He's going to retire. Um, and you know, if 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 it were a perfect world, right, you would have Anthony Edwards and John in that game last night, but. What's the likelihood that, you know, as we move into the next generation of player, that Ja and Ant are going to be among the the top faces, you know, of the league and carrying the torch once those guys, you know, call it a career? Highly likely. I mean, in those two players, you have a lot of things that other stars don't. Um, you know, I love Shea Gilgis Alexander. I love watching him play. He's an amazing player. But he's not Ja, right? Like, Ja has an excitement factor, an excitement level to him that just is is eye-popping. It's something that we discussed as I was writing the Jaren series because we were just curious how it would do relative to the other stars on the team. And in part because, you know, and, and it was relative to the question that, uh, that Jeff asked, the poll that he did on his show, who's your favorite Grizzly star? Like, Ja was always going to be one because he does stuff that – nobody else can do. And I think because Ja does that, like he's always going to be one of the faces of the league. And I just love Anthony Edwards because not only is he a straight baller, like the guy plays amazing defense and he can go get buckets. He's hilarious. He's funny. He's like a fun personality. He's an easy player to root for, for the most part, um, on and off the court. And he's, it helps that he's an American, right? Like, yes. I think that that does help with the branding when a lot of the best players are now international players. And you, here he is, and he might be have the brightest future of all the American players simply because we've seen him do it. Like, he was great at the FIBA World Cup, and he will be great in the Olympics, which I'm assuming he'll probably get a chance to play in because he was the best player last summer. So um, all of that is really going to help him. So, yeah, I think – Maybe for a little slightly different reasons, but both of those guys, of course, are going to be some of the faces in the league moving forward. I want to be careful. Zaire has played better, right, in, 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 in increased minutes, more opportunity, all that. I'll ask the question this way. Does him playing better, does it, does it increase the chances, help you in terms of your ability to move him, or does it make it more likely that he's back on the roster next year somewhere between 11 and 15? School me. I think that he it makes it more likely that he's back on the roster. Mm-hmm. I don't know that may not be what some people want to hear, but like if you're going to if you need a roster spot and you can't make it get a deal done, yep. Like who's the most likely player on this team to get waived? 
it's Jake, right? Like, it's got to be Jake. Got to be. Like, that's what you would think. So, if they view Zaire as a piece that works and Jake doesn't prove it before the end of the season and you need a roster spot, that's kind of where your mind is going to go to first. Yep. Um, and so, I think that because of that, Zaire is more likely to be back on this team and because he plays well in transition with Ja right. and... Uh, if you have Jaw on the court, you just need as many useful pieces around Jaw as possible. So I think that makes it more likely. Now, will, would would they get off of Zaire's deal if he was a plus trade? Of course Absolutely. they would, right? If somebody would give something to them for Zaire Williams, they would do that. If they could get a net neutral trade for Zaire Williams and you know, open up a roster spot or get some sort of minor draft compensation. Yeah think they would probably do that too. Um, but right now we've seen like he hasn't been dealt clearly because there's not the net neutral trade out there for him. So you're right. Maybe, maybe his play does help you reach that level, but I still kind of view him as not the most likely yep. to be moved on from peace on this team. Okay. So I'm right with you there. Now let's go to Kennard because I think last night I saw a little bit of back and forth. Oh no, you you know you got to use him in a in a in a trade if it helps you acquire the big man. And then you had the other side of it that says, "What what wait a minute here? It's about floor spacing, and you got to put guys around Ja that can shoot the ball." And and we know you know Kennard's salary next year is. What do you see happening with Luke Kennard? Well, and, and again, I want to be careful. I'm not going to nail you down to a prediction. But what are the options here? What's the most yeah. likely? Yeah. Well, first of all, it's too early to be having this conversation because if we're going to talk about how you have to trade Luke Kennard because he's your valuable piece, like he, mm. he's the guy that might be coveted by other teams. Hey, guess what? We don't know where the Grizzlies pick is. Oh, <laughs> we don't know understand all that. Yeah, that's pick. that's the number one thing. We get the, the just like climbing yeah. later now. We know we get that. Yeah. yeah. If, if they have a top three pick, guess what's way more valuable than Luke Kennard? The pick. If they have a top five pick, yeah. guess what's way more valuable than Luke Kennard? You know, so uh, I think that it's too early to be like, oh, yeah, you would definitely have to trade him or or not in terms of if trading him is a good or a bad idea. I think that this team all season needed more quantity and less quality of three point shooting. Mm-hmm. Like they had Desmond Bain and they had Luke Kennard. And they still were extremely poor three-point shooting team yes. because those were the only two guys making shots. Now, things have changed a little bit. Vince has come into the picture. Gigi Jackson has come into the picture since then. Um, and I think it, especially with Gigi, he definitely helps sort of ease some of this. Um, you do have to have enough backcourt players to make it work. And I do think that the Grizzlies still – view Luke Kennard as a very valuable piece to this team. And I think if there was an opportunity that they, you know, for them to, uh, to trade Luke Kennard uh, during the trade deadline in order to recoup value, it likely would have happened. And the fact that he is still on this roster suggests that they view him in that way, that, that they view him as a meaningful piece going forward. And, I would say it's probably slightly more likely right now that they pick up the option and he stays on the team, but it is uh, it is open. I, I would I'd put it sixty forty right now somewhere in there. Hey, uh, what are the uh, early returns from what you've seen on 
Coach DeBoer, I know he's, uh, I saw this week he's going to let assistants talk to the media, which was something that Saban never did. So he's coming in and he's saying, hey, I'm going to do it my way. I, I think that's the smart thing, honestly. If you're going to go to that job, you need to be your own man. Uh, what are the early returns on how we feel about DeBoer now that he's kind of settling in there in Tuscaloosa? I have no idea how this is going to go. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I have no idea. I think, sure, great. I mean, but it's great that assistants are talking, and I'm, I would love to be able to hear from assistants. So that's awesome. I wonder if I'll let freshmen speak. I don't know if we know the answer to that. You know, Nick Saban never let freshmen speak. Um, I, I think that, you know, he. this is a guy that, that brought in a lot of his staff and then instantly lost a lot of his staff. And obviously there's been a ton of roster turnover Yes, there is still talent on this team. Yes, they're still grabbing players out of the transfer portal. They grabbed the number one safety away from Michigan. I think all that is great. But I think it's kind of impossible to handicap the Saban effect on that roster last year. Because if you remember, that team was looking rough early in the season. And they got better and better and better as the season went along to the point where they were able to make the college football playoff. And that felt like coaching. So can Kalen DeVore and his staff have the same type of impact? I don't know. So I'm kind of waiting back to see what happens. I'm, I'm not going to hit the panic button if they're 8-4 and four or whatever. But I think that's probably the most likely scenario is they're 8-4 and four or 9-3 and three or something like that. Yeah, I'll be interested to see the – the reaction. That's that's what I will be here for. It's a, it's a new day, man. It's like, you know, you used to go into all these years with the SEC, and it's like, bama, 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 bama. And if they lose to Florida, if they lose to, you know, Tennessee, it was just like, you know, mattresses flying out of the uh, of the apartments. And now well, it's, I'm just worried about keeping Nate Oates. That's what I'm worried about right now. How do we keep Nate Oates? I, I'm hearing here? nobody wants to pay that buyout, man. I'm hearing that the that no schools are interested in, in doing that. So. I think you might be safe with him. Well, that would be great. Yeah, that like, would be great. like that's the thing. It's like I, on this group chat I'm in, everybody says the same thing, right? Nate Oates, Ohio State, whatever. Like nobody wants to pay these hefty ass buyouts. So the scary one is Michigan, though, because that job's going to come open, right? Uh, is it? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know that Indiana's going to come open. I don't know that Michigan's going to come open. You know, I mean, I, I it's not a guarantee. I, even even Louisville, I don't know if Louisville's going to come open. You think it should? Yes, it, will. it has to. Louisville will come open. The town is on fire. I mean, you, you don't think Kenny Payne's doing a good job, man? Yeah, he's doing great. I think he won't be back there next year if they got any sense. He's restoring that program to prominence, where it belongs. Yeah. Misery. That, that, <laughs> that, that is misery, I'm sure, for all of the folks that still live in Louisville. Um, I have one friend, and and he went to Alabama with me. He grew up in Louisville with me. He's a big Tied hoops guy, but if uh, if Louisville were to take Nate Oates away, everyone would hate him. So we've been having good discussions on the Nate Oates and Louisville stuff. That would be my nightmare scenario. That that would be the absolute worst thing. I would throw a fit if that were to happen. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, Drew, you're the best man. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Congrats again. Yeah, see you guys. Yep. Is Drew Hill uh, covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. Uh, appreciate him. Yeah, he's got a lot going on there with the uh, with the new coach and ba- at Bama. Um, I mean, when it comes to those jobs, like I feel like if you're Michigan, you know it's it's complicated because it's Juwan. That's 
you know. Oh, you got to meet, and you got to do a mutual parting of ways, bro. That's where we're at, huh? That's too good a basketball but you program. Know, Juwan's defiant, that thing further man. Into the Juwan, Juwan gives me defiant vibes. And, and the issue is he's not going to have a fan base behind him that says, yeah, one more year for Juwan because they're tired of him too. Dude, I wrote, a, I wrote an article for The Athletic in 2021 where I said Memphis needs to be more like Michigan. Bro, they're eating 20. Man, if you ain't firing it, you will not frame it as a firing. You will frame it because it's the same thing as Penny. You will frame it as a as a mutual parting of ways. And and Jawan got to know what's up. Plus, he's had the issues too, John. Where you you know, going after players and all that. I just think the there there's a you know a vibe a, a spirit there that's been gone. Yes. In terms of the support for Jawan from that Absolutely. from that program, whereas Penny still got people are still holding on, hoping he can pull it through. This Jawan thing's. Cooked. It's just crazy how far they've fallen off, man. I guess he just had Beeline, uh, John Beeline's players that that one year inherited a pretty good team, pretty good setup. And they are three and fourteen in the Big Ten. That's terrible. Three and fourteen is shameful. That is just terrible for a program of that caliber. All right, we'll come back. Uh, Parts going to join us from the Daily Memphian. Talk all things Tigers with him and more. Stick around, Jason and John. I just turn to him. ESPN. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.